You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. episode of For Your Distraction. I'm your host, Adam, and sitting in cyberspace with me is Scott, my fellow host. How are we doing this week, Scott? Good. One of the weeks I'm going to stand up. <laughs> You're going to so stand you can't up? Be like he's, yeah, you can't be like he's sitting. <laughs> so, Scott, I want to ask you something. Uh, your opinion. Yeah. You know how I like to start on some weird topics every now and then. So, where do you stand on shaving your ass hair? <laughs> I got stairs. I would be lying to you if I told you I've never done it. But uh, it's we've all difficult. done it. We've all done it. But it's I want to know where you stand on it. I have a very hairy ass. I know Me too. Don't, I have a very. I have a above average hairy ass, and uh, there's times, especially like you know me, I like to go on vacations. To a place where there's a warmer climate. Yeah. And I'm a big guy and a hairy guy and it's hot and I sweat. and You just don't want to have all this hair. You know, so. Yeah. I, I have taken, yeah, I have shaved the ass before. I've never done like the whole, the whole nine yards. Brazilian? I, yeah, the Brazilian. I've never gone to anybody professional and had it done. I just, home homework. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. I brought it up because I did that recently. I decided about a week or two ago, I was like, you know what? I'm trimming up the beard. I'm shaving my head in the shower. I'm like, you know what? I've been, I've, I've had a hairy ass for a long time now and I haven't shaved it in a while. I'm going to see how it feels. I'm going to see if it feels any better or not. And you know what? I shaved it down a little bit. And I got rid of as much hair as I could. And I'll be honest with you, I've never felt cleaner. I felt very clean doing that. Gene thing. Um, you talk about manscaping a lot, though. You, I'm an advocate. I, like... I think everybody should do that. Everybody like should trim up their junk. Multiple times on this show, for an opening nonetheless, you've brought up your manscaping routine. Have you? And there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just we're all humans. You, you we all up... we all have hair down there. Let's be honest, okay? Don't get offended, yeah. people. We we're all yeah. there. We all know it. You know, I'm just I'm just brave enough to talk about it. You know? Do you do do you do it in the tub? Is that how you did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You I, got, you got I, I typically like if I have if I if it's, if it's been a while, like if it's been a while since I shaved my head or I got to trim the beard or it's been a while in any other part of my body, I'll take like my little trash can in there and kind of like hover over it to catch like any big thick clumps of hair. 
But like, because I don't want to, you know, get that caught in the drain. But yeah, just, you know, stay in the shower, close the curtain so it doesn't get out in the floor and good to go. I got a system. I've always wanted to do this. Okay, you you can even do it worse than me. I still have hair on the top of my head. So I'd have to put like a shower cap on. You don't have to worry about this. But I would also want to put like, uh, you know, like Michael Phelps swimming goggles. Yeah. It would cover your like eyebrows and maybe your eyelashes. I'm thinking that that's probably it. I would cover the top of my head and my eyes, and my eyelashes, eyebrows, and my hair. You would just need eyelashes and eyebrows. I would want a giant fucking vat of like Nair or whatever kind of hair remover, and I want to be like like fucking Terminator Two lowered into that shit. Dun, dun, or hell, dun, you dun, know, dun, dun. I'll, I'll be like the fucking Joker, okay, in '89 Batman. I'll just I'll just like swan dive into that motherfucker. Just go in there, every inch hair on your body, from your toes all the way up that isn't covered, would just fall off. Have you, you like a newborn babe? <laughs> have you ever used Nair before? I have used Nair. Yeah, I have used Nair. you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that at all. First of all, you're not supposed to use it on anything like below the waist. Maybe your legs, but like not your your butt or your junk or anything like that because. Your junk is very sensitive, and you are burning your skin. You're burning the hair off, essentially. And so they're like, yeah, you could fuck yourself up if you do that. Um, did I ever tell my Nair story on the podcast before? Not that I... Because I also have a Nair story. Well, you you go first. You brought up Nair. You tell your story first. I'll tell mine okay. after. So, so I think I was in high school. I'm pretty sure I was in high school. It's always yeah, high school. Was, it's always high school. Ex- I was experimenting, okay, with Nair. It was it was my first my first endeavor. Scott, the story Scott sounds Delvin. familiar. <laughs> okay, so yeah, like I, uh, I think I used it on parts of my legs and you know the nether regions, and I, I didn't nair my balls, but somehow I got nair on my balls. Dude, it felt like they were on fire. They burned so bad. I, like, fell to the floor of my bathroom. I got into the fetal position. I was calling for my mom. <laughs> I was like, Mom! She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I got hair on my balls. It hurts. It hurts. Oh, my God. It was so embarrassing. It was so, just just the fact how much it burned. The nair just burned. Yeah, my it does. Nose. It'll do that. And, like, I told a friend of mine, and he was curious. He went and tried it. He goes, it didn't burn me. I'm like, you're crazy. He goes, no, I loved it. He's like, I like lathered them all up. He's like, I, I, my balls feel like the day I was bored. Like, it's great. So I guess it just it depends on the person because it, it seriously hurt me. I was in pain. Yeah, it does that. I, um, early on in my age or early on in my younger years when I was, uh, when I started doing those things where you kind of start taking your care of yourself as a guy, you know, you're like, Mm-hmm. put you know product in your hair to like you know like whatever nonsense you do and you pay attention a little more to that stuff you actually decide to go get a haircut you know when it's before the hair's bangs start hitting your eyes and everything like that you know you start taking care of yourself i decided you know what what's it what would it look like if i shaved my chest so there was a few times where i just took my shaver that i used for my beard and I spent time in the bathroom, just shaved the entire front part of my thing. I was like, you know what? I've seen this look. You know, sometimes it looks good. You know, people can pull it off. Not re- 
realizing the people that pull it off are super muscular, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So um, I did that. And when you do that, you get like prickliness on your chest because you're not shaving it all the way down. You're just kind of like shaving it down to a certain degree. And every time you wore shirts, you could feel it every time it moved. So I was like, ah, oh, this is weird. I don't want to do this. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try Nair. I was like, I don't have anything else I want in there. I don't want to do my legs or my arms or anything like that. But I was like, let me try it on my chest. So I you did that. Nair, you didn't want to nair your balls? Fuck no. Because I read the thing and, I was like, no. and it was I read the box. The box was like, don't do this. Like, do don't not do, do this. this. Listen to that box, man. Don't do this. But I nared my chest. And I got all the hair off. The problem is I left the nair on a little bit too long. And so for about a week my entire chest and stomach area was red and it was like a constant sunburn every single time i put a shirt on i was in just absolute piss pain mm. it will i basically like burned myself wow, wow. yeah yeah fuck be, that be careful stuff. with be careful in there that's I'm that's never no joke. fucking around that stuff it's no i got a shaver I'll now a... i got a shaver now i don't need to worry about that nonsense yeah i got a good shaver cool. i got a pretty nice shaver so um mm. Yeah, it's weird. Scott, did you hear, before we get into like our usual pop culture entertainment talk, did you hear the story about Bella Thorne and her OnlyFans account? you know who Bella no. Thorne is? I do. Yes. Uh, uh, former, sort of former actress turned Instagram supermodel slash scantily clad younger lady. Um, she mm-hmm. decided to do the big hot thing right now and make her own OnlyFans account, which is the kind of thing that everybody's doing. For those who don't know what OnlyFans are, ooh boy, OnlyFans is a uh, subscription service where kind of similar like YouTube and Facebook and Twitch and Instagram where anybody can go on there and make an account and it's essentially an adult uh, nudity account or adults, uh, not... It can be porn, but typically it's like girls going on there and just uploading pictures of them in like lingerie or naked pictures or them having sex with their boyfriends or just dancing naked, just whatever they want to do. It's the thing that got strippers through COVID because they couldn't mm. do that shit in the stripper pool anymore because everything was closed. So they started OnlyFans accounts and did that. They could be either free. I love, I love the innovation of strippers. Yeah, it was, it's great. Yeah. It, it, and you could set your own, the great thing is you could set your own price too. The people that have our you know, creators can either have it from like free all the way up to like 20 bucks a month, which is insane. I don't know who's paying 20 bucks a month for any OnlyFans account when Pornhub is free. But anyway, um, so she decided she was going to start her own OnlyFans account. And. She racked up within the first 24 hours of Rolling Fans Scout. Guess how much money? Just guess how much. The ballpark. Uh, $50,000. Ooh, you took the under on that one. $1 million in the first 24 Shut hours. Shut the fuck up! I'm not kidding. A million? A million dollars on her f- oh, first 24 hours. Yeah, it's great. Um, but here's the controversy, though. Her Only Fans account has zero nudity. No nudity whatsoever. She, after they people subscribed because they wanted to see her naked, um, and they realized that she's not posting any naked anything or anything like that, people got really pissed off and demanded refunds because that's not what OnlyFans is. 
And so, like, she's put out an apology saying, you know, I didn't, you know, I never intended to put up any nude photos or anything like that, yada yada, this and that. She basically treated it as, like, a second Instagram account, essentially, is what it was. So, but she managed to basically scam people out of a million dollars. Maybe unintentionally scamming people, but she scammed people out of a million dollars. And then, not only that, but because of the amount of refunds they wanted to give out, uh, that people wanted everything like that, OnlyFans has changed their policy apparently unless they just went back against it to where they put a cap on the amount that a person can charge a month which means mm. people that are like you know primo that have like tons of fans stuff like that and do lots of stuff on there now have to have a specific cap which means they make less money all because bella thorne wanted to start and get some attention and started only fans why didn't she just uh give the people what they want and take her gear off i think she doesn't want to do that I think but like, she's, despite the fact that she constantly posts, I don't have a problem with Bella Thorne, by the way, and this is going to sound like I have a problem with her. I really don't. I don't care. But despite the fact that on her Instagram, she posts like tons of scantily clad bra and bikini pics and underwear pics and all this other stuff. And uh, basically it, her in suggestive posing and stuff like that. She, I believe, is like a hardcore feminist, and she talks about feminism all the time and everything like that. So she wasn't going to... I don't know. I don't think she intended to scam, but I think it was like a thing for attention. We're like, ooh, I can make a lot of money doing this. I'll just do this to see how many people can subscribe. So... Well, I mean, I could be wrong, but this was, this was a while ago. Doesn't uh, Bella Thorne have nude photos out there, or was it a... A sex tape or, it was a, or something. Somebody got out of her. Somebody threatened to leak her nude photos. They like got her nude photos and they threatened to leak her nude photos if she didn't do this yeah. or that. So she said, you know what, fuck it. And then she leaked them herself. She's like, I'm not going right. to have somebody fuck me over. I'll just do it myself on my own terms. Love it. I love yeah, it. I love that's that. Yeah. That's great. Power to you. That's great. And so they're out there. Like, like people can go on the internet. I'm sure. Minute, I'm sure if I. Naked pictures I'm sure if I Googled right now. Bella Thorne naked pics. Um, Bella Thorne nude photos. Yeah, and they're yeah, right. they're right there. So they're what's right the there. Deal? Like <coughs> it's not it's not like she's some like oh she's like nobody's ever seen her business before. Like the whole world has already seen her business. And we're talking a million fucking dollars. Yeah. Just to, like, she doesn't have to, like, suck a dick. Like, she doesn't have to do any of that, like, Pornhub casting couch. No. All, she, all she's got to do is show her goodies for, like, two minutes, like it's a fucking Cardi B music video, and she's going to make a million fucking dollars. I... Honey, honey, suck it up. Suck it up. Uh, I think the... I think... It's because there's a certain expectation for people who subscribe to, like, first of all, I think she charged, like, 20 bucks or something like that for her subscription. So I think there's, like, an expectation if you're going to charge that high for your account, you're going to be doing some sexy stuff. You're going to be either getting, making videos of you dancing nude or something like that and jumping up and down, or you're going to be, you know having you naked with another girl making out or some other stuff like that. I think there's a certain expectation on this website that you're going to do that. But she wasn't even... I I don't know. First of all, like she, I don't think she posts nude photos in general. I think she just posts those because they were about to be leaked. Um, but that's not in the spirit of OnlyFans. And the spirit of OnlyFans is 
it, you at least have to show some titty pics. Like that's the whole point of it. It's what got people through COVID, through the quarantine. Is what it's what got people through it. This kind of stuff. So okay, I well I don't know. It's fucked up. It, but there's a lot of like I said, there's a lot of people that are still on there that make their living off it that are pissed off because like, well now I gotta lower my price. So. Okay, well, you know, you opened up the show with, with manscaping and OnlyFans, so let's see. I'm an advocate. I'm us. a big advocate for OnlyFans. Um, I actually am pro in favor of legalizing sex work. Yeah, me too. I'm I now un, I'm not for uh, anything against someone's will or children or forget all that stuff. But if you are an adult, a consenting adult, I'm all for sex work. Yeah, I don't have to, I don't have time to go. I don't have time to go meet women and chat them up. I I'm a busy, busy man. I'd love to just call a one eight hundred number from like a reputable business or person and just be like, look, I got a hundred bucks. What can I get for that for like an hour or something like that? You know, once a month, I got a hundred bucks. Want. <laughs> All right, we're back. Yes, we we're are back. back. Now, now, I want to open up because last week we were, we started a new segment. At the end of the show, we talked about coercive cinema, and the two shows that we were supposed to watch was the movie Palm Springs and the movie The Beach Bum. And Adam and I both did our work. We are going to save our reviews. Till the end of the show. So right. Those of those of you tuning in wanting to know what's going on with Quartz of Cinema, you're gonna hear it, and you're gonna have two new shows for next week. But we're gonna do that at the end of the show. Adam, what have you been watching besides the movie I told you to watch? What have you been watching? Uh, Bupkis, whole lot of nothing. I don't have time right now to really like delve. I watch a lot of reruns of things. Is what I'm gonna say. I I okay. watch a lot of things I've watched before because I just don't have. This is an incredibly busy semester for me, and I do not have time to, like, really delve into any new TV shows, which sucks, because there's a lot of things I want to watch, but it's going to have to wait until, like, November Thanksgiving when I'm done with school to do that. So it's a lot of, like, you know, throw on a Star Trek episode, or throw on a Scrubs episode, or throw on, you know, this episode or that, maybe a few YouTube videos. I have been watching uh, on YouTube, because you can get them in short chunks. Do you remember when that uh vi- those videos called uh earthling cinema that wisecrack yeah uh, used to do uh yes they pivoted that and they gave the dude that does earthling cinema like they gave that its own youtube channel called aliens guide and so all it's basically nothing but earthling cinema and for those of you that don't know it's basically this guy who plays an alien um who reviews old quote old earth movies and tv shows um, but they're from like our time but he, and he plays like an alien in the future because the earth is destroyed so like earth is like an archaeological site so it, it's really they're really fun and enjoyable but more importantly they're in short snippets they're like five six seven minutes long so i can watch a couple of those and be like ah great now i can get back to work so yeah i've seen a few episodes of earthling cinema i, I thought it was very entertaining um you should watch the one he did about disney park he did he because he doesn't just do movies. He does TV shows and he sometimes does like cultural attractions. So he did yeah. one about California's uh, Disney uh, park. So okay, I'll have to. Uh, it it kind of reminded me of one of my all-time favorite podcasts, 
that no longer exists. That was my uh, super favorite. It was it was the uh, the Dead Authors podcast, which a great I had one. to listen to. It was so good. I wish it was still in existence because it was fantastic. Um, you could probably find some old episodes out there. I've it still exists. I'm still subscribed to my uh, uh, podcasting app, so they still yeah. are on the servers. So okay, well, it, it's just great. I mean, they they have a time machine and they go back and they get like famous authors from history and they bring them back and they just talk. It's like a talk show. Hilarious, hilarious. I recommend the dead authors. Um, Earthling cinema is good too, but, uh, you know, a podcast I've been listening to a lot lately. I've been listening to a lot of Burt Kreischer's podcasts. He has the the shirtless comedian guy. Yeah. He has two podcasts. He has one that does with Bill Burr and then he's got another one he does with Tom Segura. And Burt Kreischer is a funny, funny man. Yeah. He is pretty hilarious. I've actually been listening to a lot of uh, Rust Belt political podcasts. Yeah. Adam. Yeah, our friends from the movie guys have a have a spin-off podcast. It's political in nature. And I know, I know, you and I have been doing really well. We haven't been talking about politics for quite a while. And I kind of like it that way. Yeah, I'm so, a big so fan with, of that. Without without getting into details, um, it's a really good podcast. I'll post link to it on our social media. But uh, the Rust Belt Political Podcast, it's it's by the movie guys, so it's in our podcast network. And they it's only going to be they, limited time too. It's going to yeah. it's only up until the election is done, and then they're going to stop that. They do one show a month. They like there's only five or six episodes out there already but they're long episodes they're like two hours they're long episodes but there's only about five or six of them and they're only going to do about four or five more until the election and then it's over but excuse me but i find them very very entertaining so i definitely recommend the rust belt political podcast anybody out there well i told you what i've been watching uh a whole lot of nothing what have you been getting into i've been watching a shit ton of television which normally I'm a movie guy. I'd rather watch a movie, but I've been watching a lot of TV shows, and there's some I'd like to talk about. Uh, some I'm very interested in talking to you about here. The first one is I am watching Star Trek: Lower Decks. How is that? I've are heard you, are some. Are you familiar? Are I am familiar. familiar. I've heard some good things about it some pleasant things surprisingly pleasant so how how do you what do you think of that so i'm just going to open up by saying adam you and i are both big trek yeah we love star trek so because i'm a trekkie i can say this trekkies are the fucking worst people oh yeah they're horrible they're they're horrible fucking people and they shouldn't they shouldn't be the way they are uh they hate everything they, they suck and they hate everything. And it's a shame because the Star Trek universe is such a great thing. And it, it just... But the people suck. Oh, my gosh. So everything that's new, they hate. They hate everything that's new. Pretty much. And and this is this is very different. Let's, there has been nothing in the Star Trek universe quite like Lower Decks. And it reminds me of two things. And I'll explain it. For those of you who don't know, it's actually animated. And I've seen a lot of internet buzz where people are freaked. Star Trek fans are like, there should be no Star Trek cartoon. Meanwhile, 
there was a Star Trek cartoon after the original series was canceled. You know, they did they did the animated series. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I know about that. I never watched it, but yeah. I know about it, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you people are wrong. There already has been animated Star Trek. This isn't a new thing. It happened a long fucking time ago, but, yeah, it really exists. Yeah. Um, what Star Trek Lower Decks is, it's animated, and to me, it's a cross between Rick and Morty and the Orville. So it's I a like comet. both it's those things. I, I like both of those things, too. And I get a little bit of vibes of both of those in this show. And what, we like the Orville. When the Orville first came out... Um, Seth MacFarlane, he was a big Star Trek fan. He pitched the Orville to CBS to be a new Star Trek show, yeah. but still with the elements of comedy. And he got shot down real quick. They're like, no, we're not doing this. So instead, he started his own and, and changed very slightly because it's very close to being a Star Trek show. Yeah. But he changed very small things, and that's how we have the Orville. And it became pretty popular, and I think Star Trek was like, damn, we screwed up. We should have, we should have done that. So now they said, all right, we're going we're gonna to get into comedy here. We're going to do some comedy. The Orville and is what Discovery should have been. I like Discovery for what it is. Uh, I think the Orville should have been called Star Trek, the Orville. And I think they should have they been Star Trek officers, like Starfleet officers. I yeah. really do. But uh, they didn't do it that way, and that's kind of what Lower Decks is. It's it's animated, and it's funny, it's comedy, and they make fun of themselves. There's a lot of Star Trek jokes that a real, true Star Trek fan is going to laugh their butt off. But no, like somebody else won't. I just have one question for you, and this is a callback yeah. to a conversation we've had before. Is there a Jizzmopper for the holodecks? Do we get to see that? So they have to change out. There's apparently a holodeck filter, and you have to scrape off of it. It's, it's like the, it's the one the, it's, a, it's a job that nobody wants to do. And they were like, "Oh, holodeck filter cleaning! You got to be kidding me!" Yeah. Look at all yeah, those jizz. It's a thing. It's a totally <laughs> thing. The, uh, the last episode made me laugh. There was this like really good-looking guy who was friends with the one guy's girlfriend. And he was just, like, awesome and, like, buff. And, and the guy, he's like, look at him. How do I compete with that? He's like, he's like a Kirk Sunday with Riker sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's not bad. It's pretty good. No, I like it. I like it. But, uh, of course, everybody, all these Trekkies are shitting all over it. I mean, and Trekkies are just... shitting on Picard, too, so... Ah, oh, I like it. I like I like Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, it's it's a weekly show, so I can't just binge watch the whole thing. Nah, that's so, how to get you. Uh, yeah, so I've only watched five episodes so far. So I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So that's that's one thing I'm watching. The next thing I was pleasantly surprised. I got sucked in. There was two seasons of it, and I binged them all. I watched both seasons nonstop in like three days. I was hooked. And I'm talking about the show uh, Cobra Kai. I have been wanting to watch it. I thought it was an interesting concept. It's a very similar concept. Like you were talking about they were doing a Mighty Ducks reboot Mm -hmm. TV show. And the concept is very similar to uh, 
what Cobra Kai is for that show. Mm. So, mm. so it started out as a YouTube original, mm-hmm. like, uh, and nobody watched it there. I guess this? some people who has YouTube, YouTube, who has YouTube uh, Premium or Red? whatever it is. Red YouTube is that what Red? it is? Yeah, who has that? YouTube. It makes me think of porn, but anyway. Yeah. I, I think it's called YouTube Reds. I'm like, that's kind of a gray area. I think there, I, I think there's something called RedTube, which is porn. Okay, so I've been watching Cobra, Cobra Kai moved from uh, YouTube to Netflix now. Both seasons are on Netflix. Yeah. And and for those of you who don't know, it is a TV show based off of the Karate Kid universe, but like 40 years later, and it's like their kids, and I wasn't. I wasn't too keen on I thought it was going to be one of these, like, WB shows where it's, like, a teeny bopper high school drama with young kids. But it's not that at all. It really revolves around Daniel and Johnny and their relationship as they're older, which is fucking awesome. I thought it was going to be all about their kids. And their kids are in it, and they do play an important part. But I love, I love the relationship that, that... they have because i'm a karate kid fan are you a fan of the karate kid i've only ever seen the first one but yeah i like it so the first one's incredible the first one's amazing yeah karate kid 2 is good karate kid 3 is okay uh karate kid 4 is a flaming turd but uh but one is is such a good movie and it matters you have to have seen these because there's there's so many and they do a good they do a good job doing flashbacks, and their flashbacks are actually scenes from the movies, which I think is That's cool. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. They they don't do that too much. They're like, hey, for these young kids watching the show who weren't alive in the eighties, this is what happened. <laughs> you know. So, but uh, oh, dude, the soundtrack is so good. Uh, I love it. I love Cobra Kai. I recommend it. I'd like you to watch it. I know you say you don't have a lot of time right now. But normally, see... well, I was gonna say normally I don't I dis I hate the idea of taking like an old property and rebooting it. Um, but they did I they did such a good job with the concept of this where they mm-hmm. changed it around enough and they can they're continuing mm-hmm. the story. It's not like it's not like there's just a new dojo and a new Cobra Kai dojo and they've got nothing to, and they've got no characters associated and like Daniel. Uh, will make like a cameo appearance like five episodes in. It's like about them and like them as parents and old people and uh, and older guys and stuff like that, which I think is really cool. And that's that's the way you reboot. That's how you do it. Um, so Johnny, who was the dickhead bully in the first movie, and when I watched Karate Kid for the first time when I was young, I hated him. Like he picked on Daniel. He's an asshole. But then, but then when I watched him when I got older, I'm kind of like, you know, Daniel, Daniel was asking for some of this shit. Like, first of all, he won the damn tournament with an illegal kick. Let's, let's, let's not open that can of worms. But, and they talk about that in the show. And that's, that's accurate. But, like, he, he fucked with him a lot, too. As much as Johnny fucked with Daniel... Daniel asked for that's it like sometimes. I think that I think that's that's like an extreme version of what you're saying it's like an extreme version of you know what yeah I'm a criminal but she was wearing a short skirt she was asking for it so at any rate um no no comment none um, 
Johnny has become a very redeemable character for me. Really? Like, yeah, you you like you feel sorry for him early on, and you want to root for him. Like he's not necessarily the villain, like he was in the first movie. Clear cut, no no if in or buts about it. He was the villain. I'm and trying to I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if I feel I. Obviously, I haven't seen it, but I kind of know the premise of it, obviously. I don't know but, if I feel as sorry for him as you do, um, because his he's like a alcoholic, uh, just down on his luck kind of guy who's just, you know, trying to get by and stuff like that. But I'm like, you lost one tournament, and mm-hmm. that somehow ruined the rest of your life. It's not even like karate. It's not even like you were a football star. And then you lost, and you couldn't go to college and play football. It's like you were in karate. There aren't at the time. There was not that much martial arts going on. I mean, you had a lot of karate well, studios and stuff, dojos, but like it's not like it was mainstream the way it is in like MMA today and stuff. So actually, they they talked about this in the show. Uh, in the eighties, the they said in the eighties in the valley, which is where they lived in California. It was called the valley. They said. Karate in the Valley of California in the 1980s was like football in East Texas. Like, it was huge. Then get the everybody, fuck out of the valley. Everybody get the fuck out. But there's 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, man. They can't leave their families there. Their homes there. It's the 80s. Things were cheaper back then. Get the fuck out of the valley. I'm just saying. I, you you can rate, move two towns over. You didn't really know much of Johnny's backstory yeah. in Karate Kid. You learned more of it in this. And let's just say his home life wasn't the greatest. And uh, his karate teacher, the guy who was in charge of Cobra Kai, that Kreese guy. Yeah. He was a, he was a real fucking dick. No. And, you like, Really? You sure about that, Scott? Yeah. And, and they go into more, like, yeah, there's more. I don't Obvious sarcasm. Any, well, Obvious sarcasm. I don't want to give any spoilers, but I can root for johnny man i really do all right hear that everybody scott Scott roots for johnny daniel's son kind of turned into like a pretentious yuppie so there's that too anyway cobra kai is a great show i really i got through it so quick and so easy i kind of want a season three i'm excited so that's that's another show i'm watching Speaking of, not to, we'll get back to your shows in a minute, but this kind of sure. goes along with that. Speaking of remakes, did you see, have you seen a lot of the remakes and reboots they're trying to do um, now that are like pretty confirmed? Or they're at least in like well, serious talks about? Well, you mentioned the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks is one, and it has a similar. They've talked about having like a similar storyline the way that Cobra Kai is, where it doesn't follow the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks are now the assholes. And like. You're following the a Hawks? different team. Like maybe the Are Hawks, maybe somebody Hawks? else. Oh, the Hawks. Um, what if it was what if it was like Iceland? Because <laughs> I'm okay, I'm gonna be bold here. D two, the Mighty Ducks two, I like it better than Mighty Ducks One. Really? I do. Now don't get me wrong, Mighty Ducks One is an incredible movie. But D two was even better. Mighty Ducks three was a flaming fucking turd. How do the Mighty Ducks win the Junior Goodwill Games 
they fucking beat Iceland in the finals. And then the next year, they don't even fuck, they fucking make the varsity team in high school? You gotta be jerking me off. There ain't no way. That's just a bunch of bullshit. Mighty Duck 3 sucks. One was very good, and two is awesome. And I'm excited for the new reboot show. Okay, I want to rattle off just a few real quick that I have here and see what you think about it and see if you think, oh, is it a good idea or is it, oh, it's going to be a dog turd shithole. Um, okay. One is Walker, Texas Ranger. Dog turd. Starring wait, wait, Jared. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry? My, wait, wait, wait. Before I start, I'm going to go back. Is Chuck Norris in it? No. It It dog is, turd. It is dog starring, turd. well, Chuck Norris kind of sucks these days, but I think. Um, but like it's starring Jared Padalecki, the one of the stars of um, Supernatural. So as I think the titular character Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, did you just say Chuck Norris sucks? Um, I, I I hope your will is up to date. Let me just say that <laughs> if he listens to the show, you are you're a goner, buddy. You're a if goner. you see my nosebleed at some point, it means that he punched a hole right through this uh my headphones into my brain so um, punch through space-time continuum no matter where he, he's in texas right now he's gonna punch you he's in texas a week from tomorrow <laughs> punching back in time so um another one which i'm excited for animaniacs they're bringing that back hmm. and they're okay. bringing they're bringing animania anime blah, blah, blah. they're bringing animaniacs back but the exciting part is they bring Animaniacs back with all the original voice actors. All the original voice actors that did it before, they're coming back to do it again. Is Spielberg doing it? Because he did the original. I'm not sure it's possible. Um, okay. It doesn't say it's... I From what I'm reading right here, it doesn't say it is, but it is going to be on Hulu, apparently. Um, okay. So they're doing that. Another reboot that they are talking about is the or remake reboot whatever is the fresh prince of bel-air oh but will smith in it no it's going to be from what i understand they are talking about making a serious fresh prince of bel-air where like that that storyline but it's like a drama it's not a comedy it's a drama it's a serious side of things thumbs down thumbs down right yeah that that's where i'm at too thumbs down that's gonna suck um The last one I'm going to bring up right here uh, before we move on to what else you were watching is there is talking about doing a sequel series a la Mighty Ducks or Cobra Kai, but with an animated show called the Powerpuff Girls. And it's going to be a CW live action where they're in their early 20s and they're like super angsty about being like superheroes when they're kids and so they're like, don't want to use their powers and save the world. But it's a CW show, so at some point, they're going to have to do it. That one. What did you say? You were cut out for a second. Thumbs up. I'm, really? I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> thumbs up to that one, yeah. Uh, thumbs up. Powerpuff Girls kind of holds up. Does it? I like it. Yeah, I do. I don't know. The way some of these CW, the way some of the C, and I like the CW shows because well, I like the DC CW shows, but some of those other ones like Riverdale and some of those other ones, I'm kind of like, if it's gonna be like that, I'm 
don't think I'll be like... I mean, it's not made for me, obviously, but I don't think I'm going to watch and be like, eh, it's pretty good. See? Yeah. Anyway, that those are the ones that I'm currently looking at. Uh, okay. I'm sure there's going to be more on the way, because it's all they do. So, uh, I mentioned last week how I was watching Dance Moms. Oh, God. Um, I, st- I still am, but there's nothing much else to talk about that. But I'm still watching Dance Bomb. It's, it's a guilty pleasure. Um, it's one of those ones like you said you did with Star Trek and Scrubs in the office where you can just like yeah. put it on and, and not have to pay serious attention. That That's, that's yeah, that's this for me. Except you've seen all those episodes before. Yeah. You're just re- re-watching them. This is me never watching it, and I can still just not pay attention and know what's going on. So it's a nice, easy, fun watch. Um, but the last one is a show that I just finished, and I very much liked it, and it's pretty much a, a mind fuck. But I finished the show American Gods. Oh, really? How, how was that? Uh, uh, it was it was good. It, it had some times where it was a little rough. It was a little slow. But uh, it's, it's a unique idea. I like it. And... Um, I just finished it, so I'm hoping the new season comes out because it ended on kind of a weird spot. But uh, I enjoyed it. I that's enjoyed it. that's one of those shows that I want to watch. I haven't gotten around to getting to that. Where, what is that on? I watched it on Stars because okay. I have the Star I have the Stars streaming app, and that's what it was on. So I don't know if it's on anything else yet because I know you don't have Stars. But uh, yeah, but it was good. It, it's not worth buying the Stars app just for that show. But uh, yeah, if you if you have it, watch it because I liked it. Okay, that's one I definitely want to watch. Yeah, it was it, it was a mind fuck, but not as crazy as like Legion. But it was. Speaking of, good. I do want to talk about that real quick before we uh, end the show. So. Okay. As time I finished it, so I want to talk about it a little oh, bit. Oh, you finished Legion? Yeah. About fucking time. Yeah, it took Dude, me it took me a hot second. Legion <clears throat> is one of my favorite shows like ever. I loved that show. Um, the last God, season was a so little blah for me. Um, season three was a little rough. It was a little not. I'm, I don't want to say it wasn't good, but it wasn't what I expected or what I wanted. So. Liked season three, but I didn't like the series finale. Yeah, that sucked. That was a that was a cop out finale. That was yeah. It was basically like spoilers if you haven't watched it. It was basically like they woke up from a dream, or like it all wasn't real and none of it mattered. Kind of a kind Mm -hmm. of ending. And I was like, well, that's disappointing, and gives me no satisfaction. Then I will say, to me, I think it was. The end, last episode of season two, I think it was, was probably my favorite episode. It was probably my favorite episode of the entire season because it started with one of my favorite scenes, which was Daniel going up against um, the knight, uh, the knight, what was his name? Uh, knight, knight? Shadow King? Shadow King, thank you. I was thinking Night King. Uh, the Shadow King, and they were floating up to this hill as they're singing this cover to Behind Blue Eyes. And all it trans it transfers into like this animated mind battle 
where the there's storms going on in the sky and you see like cartoon versions of avatars of themselves taking on different shapes and different weapons and things like that and them just standing in front of each other fighting this entire so time fucking cool. it was so amazing so fucking cool i like, wanted more i wanted cool. more of that in the show they didn't give me enough of that in the show no that's <clears throat> it's so good well in season three like the villain like yeah, first of all season, was... season one and two i don't want to give any spoilers away but season one and two it's like farouk the shadow king is the villain yeah and in season three it's like okay now legion legion is the villain um i and... i didn't like the whole storyline where all of a sudden farouk is now working with everybody yes I thought that was a little yes. forced it, I wouldn't mind if they would have worked up towards that, but it was very forced that one episode ago, he's the enemy, and now next episode in the season, yeah. he's all of a sudden, like, their best buds with everybody yes. there. Yeah, season one and two, your team Dan. Like, like Dan, like, what, what Farouk the Shadow King did to Dan early on in his childhood makes you fucking hate him. Yeah. He's a terrible, terrible person. And then in season three, you expect us to be on the same side as the Shadow King because Legion is even worse. Which I could, I, Legion is way worse, but like the Shadow King still fucked him up a lot. Well, Charles, Charles Xavier, Charles and the Shadow King are kind of on the same. Like they, like they could have battles, but meanwhile. Legion is just like the most powerful of everything. Yeah, but even like, like Legion ha- was would struggle with the Shadow King sometimes. Like they in episode 1 of season 3 when they had the sequence where the time traveler joined up mm-hmm. with Daniel and she kept going back in time to try to warn him like he struggled with the Shadow King which gave them enough time to like shoot Daniel in like the head or whatever. So, like, you're made to believe that Daniel... And he is powerful, but you're made to believe Daniel is this all-powerful being that's going to destroy the world, and yet he struggles with the Shadow King on, like, a one-on-one combat a lot. So, in the comics, which which I, I've i been researching... I, I didn't read the comics. God, I wish I would have. But I've been, like, reading wikis on some of these comics. Uh, Brandon read the comics. He knows all about them. He is the most powerful mutant of all time. Yeah. Not even close. Not even close. Not even remotely close. No one. No one can beat him. How Legion gets defeated? By Legion. He he decides, I'm done. I'm bored. He pulls like a Dr. Manhattan type deal. He's like, I don't want to live. And, and makes himself not exist. Just <laughs> does it on his own. Like snaps his fingers and like Thanos is himself. And no one ever remembers that he was a thing. Because he's that powerful. That, that's a storyline so, I would hate to. I would hate to read that storyline because so exactly, it's got so the same problem. You, you, you kind of get a little bit of that at the end of this one. Kind of a little bit of that, a little bit different. But oh, dude, I love Legion. It's Legion a great. To me, it, I was saying, Legion, it's a, yeah, it's a great go show. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, I was saying, it's a, it's a great show. I loved it. I I loved almost every bit of it. It reminds me of Game of Thrones. Obviously, there was a lot more seasons Games of Thrones. There was only three of Legion. But such a good show. Like, every time an episode was over for both of those, I was just, like, my jaw was on the ground. Like, I was like, what? I have to wait a week? you got to be kidding me. Like, I was so, so pissed about that. Such a great show with such a shit ending. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, so- think- sounds like Game of Thrones. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people hate the last season of Game of Thrones. I don't. I like the last season. I hated the last episode of Game of Thrones. Not the whole last season. Same thing with Legion. I didn't hate the whole last season. No. But I hated, I hated the last episode. Yeah. It was... Probably, I love... Like I said, the last episode of season... Season two was my favorite one because not only did it have that great beginning but also had that great end when they all turn on daniel and they realize right. you are the villain right. like you are the one we have to stop and he's ba- or i say daniel david i mean not daniel um basically uh oh, we even called him dan yeah his, his name is dan stevens the actor who yeah played that's what i was dan. thinking that's what i was david. thinking David, right. Uh, but yeah. when they turn on David... He's, and then... also, he's also the Beast in the live-action Beauty and the Beast. Dan Stevens is yeah. a great actor. I, I love him. Um, but yeah, he plays David, yeah. He might make an appearance later on in, in this episode. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I love the ending of Season 2, um, where basically they have that little force field uh, thing to try to contain him. And mm-hmm. he's trying to like escape from it, and he's trying to convince him to let him go. And then it's at the end point, he's like, "Fuck it!" And he just blows up the entire thing, and he just makes himself disappear. And he takes what's her fuck with uh, with him to go like start a cult. And I was like, "That's fun, that's fun." And that made me excited for season three. So it's a good show. I it's and you know what? Three seasons. It's an easy it's a pretty easy watch. I'm glad I didn't smoke weed when I watched it because I think that would have fucked my brain up a little bit. It's a mind fucky show. To disagree with you there. I don't I don't think it's an easy watch at all. I think dance easy watch by, easy, easy watch. watch by like it's not 20 episodes a season and 7 seasons. It's an easy watch. A short watch is what you're saying. I guess, yeah. Because it is very cerebral. You got to like, pay attention. You have to think. Yeah. You got to like, pay there, attention. Like, there's an there's entire episode that doesn't actually really happen. It's just in a mind. Yeah, it got which, to the... Which, was, which the Sid episode where she grew up in a different... In, in the place. Oh, my God. What's his name? Uh, my favorite character. Oliver. 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 My favorite character. Oh. He had... Spoilers. He had a rap battle with the big bad wolf. when that happened i was like that's my dude right there that's my dude it's so good yeah it's so good so oh man there were so many episodes where i'm like this is going on and i'm like i honestly don't this like this is going on and it's a mind fucking it's crazy but what if this is all dream or what if it's all in his head i don't really know what if it's just what if it's just like a mental manipulation i really don't know and it make every set almost every minute of the show makes you question like is that really what's going on like what is it so before we move on, because I know we've been talking, well, this is a heavy, heavy TV show episode, but there's two shows that season two is coming out real soon. Um, uh, the Boys on Amazon. Can't wait. Season two is coming out. And on Disney Plus, Mandalorian season two. I can't wait for that either. When, when, and, is se- um, when does season two of Mandalorian come out? Is like uh, this this month, I think. This September, okay. I think so. I could be wrong there. We'll have to fact check me on that one. Um, and I started watching season two of the Umbrella Academy. I still haven't watched any of that. I want to watch it, but yeah. like, um, that, I ha- that sounds like a heavy watch. 
it's good. It's good. Um, season two is off to a little slow start. Season one was better. But I'm going to finish up for next week. I'll bring up Umbrella Academy. We've talked too much about TV shows. We're going to we're going to move on here. But yeah. Umbrella Academy, I like that one, too. Uh, Mandalorian season two, it looks like it's end of October. So October. I was close. That's still soon. It's very soon. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, let's time to move on to the main segment of the show. The new segment we're doing, the coercive cinema segment. Coercive let's re- cinema. Let's remind everybody what we were supposed to watch. I tasked Scott with watching Palm Springs, starring um, starring uh, name escapes me. Bird. Andy Sam or yeah Samberg um on Hulu and Scott mm-hmm. tasked me with watching the Beach Bum. Yes, the Beach Bum also on Hulu. Yes. Matthew McConaughey. So this was your idea to do the course of cinema. So, sir, I will I will yield to you. I will let you go first. You will tip the hat to me. I didn't I I didn't hear you. you cut out. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you you're I, you cut out a little bit because I don't know if it's just a mic or whatever it is. So if it's because it's away from your mouth. Um, anyway, okay. So I will go first. I watched the Beach Bum. I have to say, Scott, the Beach Bum. Um, so there were a lot of really terrible characters in this movie. A lot of really <laughs> horrible people that exist in this movie um mainly the alleged protagonist is probably one of the worst people in this entire movie he is not a good person he's actually like a terrible person you everyone in the movie is a terrible person yeah i think there are a few that i would say could can be redeemed um i did like lingerie played by snoop dogg he was a good mm-hmm. character. He just was like a party dude, you know, doing his own thing and not really bugging anybody else for the most part. And R&B singer, you know, all that nonsense. Um, the other redeeming, the other characters that I feel that I actually kind of felt for. And I thought, you know what, they deserve some redemption. Um, one of them was the tuba player that he kicked in the fucking water for no goddamn <laughs> reason whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah for somebody who is all about like love and you know keeping it chill and cool and just having fun he really likes to fuck with other people to get his fun so that dude was just minding his own business playing tube i don't know why the fuck he was playing tuba at like <laughs> one in the morning on the docks but he was off to the side playing tuba and he just yeets him in the fucking uh, ocean so I yeah know. i did i don't fucking know and the other one i the other one i felt sorry for was the daughter's uh ex-husband the one that she got married to at the beginning of the movie he got he got a raw deal he got a fucked up deal mm-hmm. daughter was a terrible person she was a bad person yeah yeah and well, look who she grew up with did she grow up with him it seemed like he was never around the mother was terrible. The yeah. mother raised her. I'll be honest with you. I didn't feel bad for the mother. Uh, by the way, uh, obviously, full spoilers, I didn't feel bad when the mother died. I was like, "You, what, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? What there shouldn't be any spoilers. Everyone was supposed to watch the Exactly. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? She Basically, her and Moondog, give his name, fucking Moondog, just took a OP, just just tons of drugs and drinking and decided hey we're gonna go drive in our fucking ferrari or whatever the or lamborghini or whatever they had mm-hmm. and they obviously got into a fucking car wreck head-on collision with thing and the movie wants you to feel bad 
and be like, you know, they were just kind of like, you know, living life and love and everything. I was like, no, they got what they fucking deserve. Sorry, not sorry. And then, I don't know. Moondog is a bad person. He's And I hate, it's based on a real character. He's dead now. Yeah. I'm sorry to speak yep. ill of the dead, but he's a very bad person that I don't uh-huh. think deserves the hype that everybody around him gave him. Because he, there were so many times in the movie where everybody around him, even the people he was directly fucking over, were like forgiving him because they're like, oh, I feel bad for him. He's such a genius. Like, he's such an innovative, innovative person. And he does all this stuff. Even like when, after his wife died and she basically sent her will like you can have 50 million dollars i'm splitting the money between you and our daughter but you can't get your inheritance until you finish this book of poems that i want you to write and he doesn't he fucks off and doesn't do it and he takes a bunch of people that he's really met and breaks into his old house and gets arrested and shit like that after trashing the place and destroying it uh the judge is like as he's sitting there sitting like Saying, like, you know, you, you, you send me to rehab, but send me to one of those, like, really nice rehabs so I can look some titties and, you know, drink some beers and shit like that, you know, stuff. She's a normal judge. You'd be like, are you fucking serious, you dipshit? But no, the judge at the end of it is like, I feel really bad for you, you know, Moondog. I'm rooting, everybody here is rooting for you, buddy. And I'm like, no, he's a bad person. He is a terrible motherfucker. You should not be rooting for this man. I list after the movie. I list. I went on Spotify and I looked up like his songs that he allegedly wrote. And I say allegedly only because I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't fucking know. Um, but I listened to him, and you know what? They don't sound bad. I will say this: they don't sound bad. Um, the first, you know, how Spotify does like the top five most like listened songs on their top thing. Mm-hmm. The four of the songs are remixes of the same song, but still, <laughs> they they didn't sound that bad. So I'm like, okay, yeah. that's fine. Of, like, the one or two poems that you heard him read in the entire movie, he doesn't sound like a good poet to me. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it doesn't sound like good. It sounds like the ramblings of a pothead is what it actually sounds like. I think if you get anybody high, they'll give you the same fucking thing. Sorry, not sorry. <clears throat> but I'd be interested in reading maybe his other poems. Maybe the rest of them are better. I don't fucking know. But apparently you want a fucking Pulitzer. He want a Pulitzer, yes. Fucking hell. And then he, and if if the movie is accurate to what happened, he accepted it in a fucking dress, and then read a short, That's accurate. and then read a short poem about how he stuck his dick in his ex wife twice and everything like that. And all the rich people were there. Oh, this man, this man, oh, such an innovator! And it's like, fuck you, fuck you, and the fucking cart you rode in on. Like this is, I, it's it wasn't a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but there was nobody to root for. It was one of those kind of movies where you're like, I hope he gets his comeuppance. And you know what? He never gets his comeuppance. Never. Uh-huh. Not fucking once does he ever learn a lesson or get his comeuppance. <laughs> I, I, Scott, I hate people like this. I hate people like this. Because he is... a. The only reason why people like this are allowed to exist is because the rest of us are trying to make the fucking world turn around and trying to make the world keep going. Like, he drinks nothing but PBRs all the time. Well, guess what? There's a bunch of fucking regular workers that can't do what he's doing because they're busy working their jobs and trying to pay their fucking bills and shit like that. But it's okay, because he's down in fucking Key West, Florida, just laughing his ass off, kicking fucking instrument players in the fucking ocean, and getting... I- How? Why were, why were women fucking him? 
It, why? He looks like the dirtiest man. He he the way he looked, you could smell him. That's how bad he looked. If you just looked at him, you can you could smell it. You could taste it in your mouth how bad he smelled. Why were women fucking this dude? And then another thing, because he, he was famous. He was famous. He was famous. They didn't know he. They didn't fucking know he was famous. I mean, knew he was famous. Do you think? Do you think key? What? Do you think women in bikinis that are on the beach know famous poets? Do you honestly think that? Do you think the bitch that she he fucked in the back of that uh, dive uh, bar in the where in the kitchen at the beginning of the movie on the fucking salad bar? Do you think he? Do you think she knew he was a famous poet? No, she didn't know shit. And then that that scene pissed me off too because they're fucking loud as shit, like literally fucking loud as shit. She's like she she's spanking her ass and she's yelling like oh yeah yeah yeah. And they cut away to the people, the bystanders that are paying for drinks and everything like that. And you just see all these girls and these uh, all these people like turn around and look in their general direction, like in the backs, hearing what's going on. And you see them smirk like oh you moon dog, you're <laughs> at it again. And I'm like. Where, where's where's the fucking health code violation? Are you fucking serious? They're fucking on your food right now. I have nothing to add. I love I love how you react. He it, the entire I watched this movie in anger, Scott. I watched this movie in anger. I wanted to reach through there and drown him. At the end of the movie, when he when he burned the rest of the millions of dollars and almost killed yeah. that cat, I wanted to grab the cat through the screen and then poke a hole in his fucking uh, boat and be like, there, bitch. Like, he was an infuriating, infuriating individual. And like I said, the thing that pisses me off most about him is people people like to look at them like, that's the way you live, man. That I know people. We've known, you and I both have known people that look at that guy and be like, that's the way you do it. That's the, that guy knows how to live. That that's. I wish everybody can live like that. Fuck you, because if everybody lived like that, we'd all die. Because he's not <laughs> productive. He is not productive and he's not, and he's not a productive member of society. He's He might be an artist, but he's a dangerous artist. He should not have. He's the kind of artist that should have only made it big after he died. He's that kind of artist. And you you should hate him too, Scott, because he basically he basically uh, was a almost not. He's like a ten percenter, not a one percenter, but he's basically a ten percenter. You know, he married into a rich family, and he just spent his whole time fucking off. And yeah. every and every time in the movie when it got hard for him. When you think like it, the movie portrays him as this guy where it's like, oh, he doesn't need money. He doesn't need any of that shit. He doesn't need any of that stuff. He just needs himself and, you know, the people around him. But every time it got fucking hard for him, he was certainly begging his fucking friends for money. He was real quick to beg his friends for money and weed and booze and shit like that. So apparently he wasn't that much of a you know, soul person. An old soul, as they like to say. That's my review of the movie. If you want to be mad and see a terrible person do terrible things... Watch this fucking movie. He's a bad person. So I'm guessing you give it a thumbs down? No, it's I give it a, a medium thumbs. Okay. I would never watch it again, and I and it angered me the entire time I watched the movie. And I, by the way, I, I decided 10, 15, 20 minutes into the movie when I realized what I was getting myself into, I decided to hit my weed pen real quick to see if maybe that changed it. And you know what that did? That just pissed me off more. Because I was like, you know what? I can't even get as high as this dude because I got responsibilities, motherfucker. 
All right. Well, that's that's Adam's take on the what's, beach bum. What's your quick take on it? What's your quick take on it? Though? I I want to know what you thought of it. Um, I I I didn't take it as hard as you did. I, I do see what you mean. And, and and everybody in the movie sucked. Uh, when Martin Lawrence almost got eaten by sharks, that was hilarious. He was another. He was another great character. Him and Snoop Dogg were the only two great characters in that movie. Everybody else sucked. He was a he was not a good person, but he was a fun character at least to watch. Well, Jimmy Buffett was great, but I think that's why himself. you loved it. I think that's why you loved it because Jimmy Buffett was in it. I think that's why you well, loved it. Well, fuck the daughter. Fuck the daughter. Fuck the. I'm sorry. Fuck the daughter. But she was a cunt to her husband. She's a horrible person to her husband. Fucking uh, uh, Moon Dog goes there like uh, basically like when he's begging her for money and she was like, "No, mom wanted you this for you. You know, you got to do this as an artist and shit like that." He gets pissed off at the husband, calls him a limp dick and everything like that. He, he called everything. He called him limp dick every yeah. time. Yeah, he called him limp dick at the wedding. Yeah, he fucking called him limp dick. And by the way, this husband put up with a lot. This husband put up with him in the middle of them doing their vows. Him just racing in and making himself the center of attention and grabbing his fucking crotch and shit like that. To check his package or whatever, and then he's gonna sit there and call Olympic in his own fucking house, and then the icing on the cake. After he got pissed, I was like, "Dude, get the fuck out of here! What are you doing?" and shit like that. The daughter looks at him and was like, "You don't understand him. He's a genius. Okay, you you just don't get it. He's a genius. Okay, you're 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 not a genius. You'll never be a genius." He's like, "What are you talking about?" Like, she said something. She said something like, "You'll never be a half the man he is." Yeah, something like that. And it's like, yeah. So like, what the fuck? And he he looks at her like, "What?" the fuck and she was like i mean you're dependable i want to fucking toss this bitch to the curb so fucking quick holy shit he wasn't a bad guy he looked a little douchey but he wasn't a bad guy but adam it's his own fault he knew what he was doing marrying moon dog's daughter it's his own fucking fault there i said it there i said it you don't want to be you don't want to be treated like a limp dick don't be a limp dick. <laughs> okay? <laughs> once again. All right. Once again. Never mind. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to call back to that joke. It's a hard joke. All right. Fine, fine. Anyway. So yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was I I thought it was uh yeah, everybody sucked in the movie. I'll give you that. But I thought it was funny. I laughed a lot of times. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, when he burned the money at the end, I had a big smile on my face. I think he learned a lesson. I think he did. No, he didn't. I, Shut up. No, he didn't. Shut up. He didn't learn he shit. Did, he didn't need that money. He lived this... He survived this long without the money. He realized he didn't need it. He, didn't, he did not survive that long without money. He survived off the off the favors of all his rich friends. Yeah, he didn't get money directly from them, but he went to Snoop Dogg's two-story boat, yacht, and partied with him, and then he went to his, and then, yeah, he, he survived off his fucking friends. And it's not like he survived in, maybe he spent a couple days sleeping on the streets and shit like that, but the dude was high the entire time. He didn't fucking notice. And real, like, Snoop Dogg is in the movie, but Snoop Dogg's not playing himself. No. He's, play, he's playing an R&B singer named Lingerie, who the name has been changed. There really was an R&B singer. I forget his real name, but they, they changed his name in the movie because he's got some financial and legal problems right now. Mm. He he refused to have his likeness, so they changed it. Uh, but he was one of Moondog's best friends. But in real life, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg being Snoop Dogg, was real-life friends with Moondog. So Snoop Dogg's like, oh, I know whatever lingerie was. I know him. I'll play him. 
and and Jimmy Buffett was friends with Moondog in real life also. So I just I think that's hilarious. Like terrible he was person. Good friend, he's good friends with uh, Willie Nelson in real life. Like all these people, like in real life. We're friends with yeah, Moondog. he didn't fucking get by on his own. He was friends with a bunch of rich people. He didn't get by <laughs> exactly. on his own. Exactly. Yeah. He exactly. didn't get by on this. He yeah. He no. He didn't need that money because he could fucking bone up to his rich people. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Fucking asshole. Yep. Hey, is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay. So you had me watch the movie Palm Springs. Yes. Which is a uh, which was a uh, a Hulu original, starring Andy Samberg, and uh, I want to harken back. I want to go back in time a little bit. Oh, this is a couple years ago. We did a show. We did a show, and I'll try to find the link and put it on our social media. We did a link where you and I were on, and Kristen was actually on as one of our guests. And the show was, what movies would you like to see a sequel made? Do you remember this? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. One of the movies, and we all had our like, top five movies that we'd like to see a sequel. And one of the five movies I said was the movie Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. I said, I'd like to see a sequel for the movie Groundhog Day. And before I could get a thought out, you and Kristen both booed and hissed me right there on the show and told me how stupid I was and called me a little Okay, okay, calm down. <laughs> calm down. Calm down, Moon Dog. Both, calm down. Okay, you both said a sequel to Groundhog Day would be a terrible idea. And I said, oh, wait, 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 let me finish, let me finish. I didn't need, like, a direct sequel. I don't know if you'd rather call it a remake or a reboot or whatever, because I never know the difference between those. It doesn't have to be Bill Murray in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, on Groundhog Day in 1993 or whatever it was. Yeah. No, it can be a different guy, a different place, a different time. But the idea I like is being stuck in one day. Yeah, you're reliving, you're reliving that one day over and over again. When I explained myself, you guys were a little bit, well, that's not a sequel. That, that, that. That's what this movie is. Yeah, That's what is. this movie fucking is. I got to see it. I got to see it. It's, it's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day with Andy Samberg instead of Bill Murray, and he's stuck in Palm Springs, California, instead of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, and he's there on somebody's wedding day instead of groundhog day that's what it is that's yeah. what it is yeah now now the only difference was uh bill murray was stuck by himself you 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 have this like special cave or whatever like it's like an alien <laughs> cave or like a like a universe black hole cave or some stuff yeah. like a magic portal or some shit so other people can join him and he's yeah. stuck in this this one day there like, was in the beginning he had two there was just that wasn't just Andy Samberg it was also uh JK Simmons character too. Yeah. Yeah. JK Simmons was in there and uh the girl who's what's her name? Her name is uh Kristen Milioti. I don't know how to pronounce that. Milioti. Yeah. She she did a great job and, and it was mainly her and Andy Samberg were the two main characters. She was uh she and, was in one of Black Mirror's episodes, the um the one like the Star Trek pseudo one. Okay. So, but uh, but I liked it. I liked the movie. I didn't love it. I I thought it was entertaining, but my pro- I had I had some problems. What's up with the fucking dinosaurs? Um, they it, were high. They were high on shrooms. 
The dinosaurs weren't real? No, they weren't real. They were high. They were doing drugs in the desert. It was like shrooms or acid. They were doing like either mushrooms or acid. And they, they were high and they were see, just seeing things. It, see, it was clearly what? stated. They were, they, you, you, yeah, it was clearly stated they were high. But at the end of the movie, the dinosaurs were there again. That was probably and, just like a jokey callback or some shit. And, and when you do hallucinogens with somebody else, that doesn't mean you're going to have the same hallucinization, Adam. One person might see sauropod dinosaurs. The other person might see pink elephants. They might. There might, there could be, there could be a, I, I've never done hallucinogens before, but it could be a thing where maybe one person sees something first and they kind of like, when it, them saying something guides the other person to seeing the same thing they've seen. All I know is I took the dinosaurs as in the cave had something to do. It was a wormhole through time and space. And that's how they got stuck in that same day. And maybe the dinosaurs came through the same there's another passage 65 million years ago, and that's how they got there. I don't know. It was my theory. Was my I, theory. I took it as they were high, and they were just seeing things. Well, yours makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but, yeah, it was... Uh, I thought it could have been a little funnier, because I think Andy Samberg is a very, very funny guy. And there were some funny parts, don't get me wrong, but there was big stretches without laughs. And yeah, I mean, I, in a I'm not gonna make excuse for it, but in a Groundhog Day esque type movie, there's going to be parts where a lot of parts where it's gonna be them trying to come to terms with the bullshit that's happening to them. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay. Um, yeah. Do you have any other questions about the movie? Like. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just they're caught in a wedding day, which, which was fun. I mean, there was there's a lot of there's a lot of dynamics with people's relationships to each other. Yeah. Um, the fact that she was banging the groom. Yeah, that was a that was a twist. What a twist! Yeah, yeah, that was a twist. She was waking up at his room every day. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was cool that she studied like quantum physics and. That's, she figured it out. <laughs> she did what Bill Murray couldn't do. She studied quantum physics and figured out how to end the loop. Figured out how to stop yeah. the nonsense. Yeah, and I mean, you think about it, and there's the age-old question. People always want to know, how long? How long was Bill Murray stuck in that same day? And they never tell you, so it's always speculation. They never tell you this either. They don't know how. But I think they were stuck there for like, a long fucking time. They were stuck there for long enough. I remember Andy Sandberg's character making mentioning of like forgetting like names of people or like what like his mother looked like and things like yes. that. That's how long he was stuck in there. Like so he yes. made mentions of things like that. Um you know what's really fucked up about the movie? You think about this. J.K. Simmons character is still in the loop. He's But did you see the after credits? There's an after I didn't know there was an after credits. Oh there's an after credits. What happened in the after credits? They're back at the wedding. It's the wedding, and J.K. Simmons with his hat, with his stupid hat on, and his tux. He walks up, and there's Andy Samberg in a tuxedo holding a drink, standing there. And he taps him on the shoulder. He goes, "Hey, shitbird, I got your girlfriend's message." He turns around. He goes, and Andy Samberg looks at him. He goes, "Hi, I'm sorry. Do I know you?" And he looks at him and smiles. He goes, "So I guess it worked." He goes, "What worked?" 
Nothing. He's like, do you want to get a drink? He goes, sure. My name's Niles. And they like shake hands and he like, they go over to the bar. He's like, hi, Daisy. We'll have two bourbons. It was like, it was like a cool thing. Like he's still stuck in that day. But now Andy Samberg is the regular Andy Samberg from that day. Which doesn't make sense. Be the, I, that doesn't make sense to the way they escaped it because when she tested it out on that goat, and when she mm-hmm. tested it out on the goat, the goat disappeared and it was no longer in the loop. So they should have not even been in the loop, even like a default character, pre-programmed with like responses. Like they should, they they just mm-hmm. shouldn't have existed in the loop at all. So, I mean, it's a comedy, so it's like not gonna keep with like everything that they had said originally, I guess. Um, I thought one of one of my favorite parts was when they introduced J.K. Simmons' character, and he's a Andy Sir. Er, er, uh, blah. He uh, he was about to have sex with that girl, and J.K. Simmons just shoots him in the back with like a crossbow or like a bow and arrow, and it's this whole thing is like, what the fuck? And it's like, what the fuck is going on? That was yeah. Funny. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that. That was fun. J.K. Simmons, I liked him as an actor. Oh yeah, he's great. And I, I thought his character was good. His character wasn't in it a lot. No. He had a smaller role, but but the scenes that he was in it were, were good. They, they were, were gold. Good. They were gold, Yeah. Huh? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It's probably I'm glad you course of cinema it to me because it's probably something I never would have watched on my own. Let me let me ask this. Did you know it was a Groundhog Day-esque movie when going into it? Because I know you said you watched the trailer before. Yes, I did watch the trailer, and it had been a long time since I watched the trailer. And yes, I think I think it was one of those trailers that gave away a little too much. Okay. Which m- any more most trailers do that. When so I, I think he- I knew it was going to be a time loop thing. When I heard about this movie the first time, I was listening to another podcast, and they were saying we're not going to give it away. And they said, "Don't even watch the trailer; just go into it and watch the movie." So that's what I did. So whenever it was revealed uh-huh. that it was a Groundhog Day thing, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit, that's what it is!" Because at the beginning, when he's at the party and he's doing all those predictable things, like pulling the chair out for the guy that's about to fall, and as he's dancing yeah. and stuff like that, and doing all this other stuff, I was like, "Huh, I wonder what's going on here. That's weird. Like, is he just a smooth individual, or is, is he like wow. a smooth criminal, or what?" I think I would have liked it better had I gone in blind like you did. Yeah. I really do. That's why I don't watch movie trailers anymore. I don't like doing it. All right. All right. That's Coercive Cinema for this week. It's time to reveal next week's movies for Coercive Cinema. Okay. We got two new movies. I'm going to give one to Adam. He's going to give one to me. And for those of you listening, you have these movies, if you haven't seen them already, two movies to watch to tune in next week and hear us talk about them again. Adam, what movie would you like me to watch? Scott. Calling back to Dan Stevens, uh, actor of Legion, who played David, I want you to watch the movie called The Guest, starring Dan Stevens. The Guest? I've never even heard of it. It's a 2014 um, thriller, kind of. Oh, what service is it on? I believe it's, I watched it on Netflix, it should still be on there. Um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check real quick and make sure it's still on there. But yes, I would like you to watch the guest. And if it's not on Netflix, I will make a split second switch. But what movie, Scott, do you pick for me? Okay, and I I hate to do this to you, Adam, but I'm going to because I actually have a list of about half a dozen movies, and 
there's one movie in particular that I know you haven't seen, and there's two of them. There's a, there's a part one and a part two. And I really want you to watch part two, but you can't watch it until you watch part one. So I'm going to give you part one. That doesn't mean I'm doing part two next week, because I think I'm going to skip a couple weeks. But right now, I'm going to have you watch. It is on uh, Amazon Prime Video. You have okay. that, correct? Yep. Yes, I do. Okay. You are going to watch the movie Finding Purpose. It is it is a B movie. It is a low budget film. Oh god, it is, is, is this what I think it is? <laughs> no, well no, no, listen. This movie is shot locally in, in our yeah, town. That's what I it's, it okay. is what I think it is. Now now <laughs> our friend our friend Laura, who's been on the show, who listens to the show, she is actually in the sequel to this movie. Yes, she finding, is. Finding Purpose 2, colon, The Road to Redemption. Don't watch that one. You have to watch Finding Purpose 1, okay? You have to watch that movie, and it's a shorter movie. Um, but yeah, you got to take into fact it's a low-budget B movie. Yeah. And, and I, I really want to know your thoughts on it, but... Uh, Confirmed. By the way, before you get off, confirmed. Uh, the guest is on Netflix, so you will okay. Be able to the watch guest on, on Netflix. I'm watching the guest on Netflix, and you are watching uh, Finding Purpose on Prime Video. All right. Sounds I'm good to me. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah, so we have one week to watch our movies, and we will talk about them next week. <clears throat> Scott, it's a great show. We're at the great end. Great show. Great show. This is one of those did we, did, great did, shows. Did we run? Did we run a little long? Yeah, I think we've been running it. We ran along last episode, and we ran along this episode as well. But I mean, to be expected, you know, we took almost we took about a month off. You know, yeah. we got a lot of talking to do. Um, okay. But if you want to get a hold of Four Distraction, email us Four Distraction at gmail com. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're pretty much on any ser- uh, app service that you can where you get your podcast. Search at For Your Distraction. We're also on Spotify, and we are on Google Play Store. Search Podcast FYD. Find us on all the best social media sites, i.e., uh, Facebook and Twitter. For Your Distraction at Podcast FYD. We are a member of the Be Real Podcasting Network. Head over to Podbean and search for the Movie Guys Podcast. That is our official, unofficial hub for the Be Real Network. That's Podbean. Search the Movie Guys Podcast. They also upload the episodes to YouTube, I believe. So you can probably check them out on there, and they should have the updated episodes there, too. We are, once again, a member of the Electronic Media Collective. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com and listen to us on there. Show the MC. That we mean business. I'm excited for next week, Scott. Oh, me too. I love this the segment we do. This is this is fun. I enjoy this. Yeah, it's I I thought it would be fun when we started this. So, so. Um, I mentioned all those social media sites, but um, keep a lookout uh, for the official for distraction only fans account um, that will hopefully be coming soon. <laughs>